Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today we're excited about not only surviving COVID, but we've been on a significant personal journey that includes a move across the Pacific Ocean and a return to movie theaters, hooray, and a stunning trip to New York City and an unusual trip to Waco, Texas. I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Kogel, and yes, we have had quite a journey over the last few months, but... As I look across the room at Gary and Hi. snuggle with our sweet baby Yoda, who, yes, is is still with us, and that is our dog, not the <laughs> Star Wars character, I am thankful and excited to be back in the studio talking about two of our favorite things, wine and film. Yep. It's good to see you. Hi. Well, I get to see you every day. <laughs> I know, but I, I, we, we don't sit across from each other like this all the time. And we haven't done this. We sit and, next to each other all the time. We sit next to each other, yes. You look but, beautiful today. Oh, thank you. But we are, we are excited to be back in studio doing this because we have a lot to kind of share. We've Well, we've been through COVID, like everybody else. And I know every, we're not going to bore you with COVID talk the whole time, but... As I look back, we spent the entire, most of the COVID on the Big Island of Hawaii. What was what was good about COVID? It's so funny. So as I have thought about this over over the many, what, how, two, three years yeah. that this has been going on, um, I remember right before that saying, gosh, we just, we're, we're so busy. We aren't spending very much. Your work schedule is different than my work schedule. What, you know, we, we hadn't taken a lot of time to really enjoy the island as we had hoped to when we moved to Hawaii. And and then all of a sudden, we were together all the time. All the time. <laughs> Yoda loved it. Yoda loved it. Yoda felt like all of a sudden he had his people back. It was, yeah, so, but living on an island during COVID was definitely a something. And actually living in a community that usually is filled with tourists because we lived on the Manolani property. And so it made it feel, it made us, I think, feel a little more isolated. Um, and we've talked about this on previous shows, but but the the fact that we we would kind of see the same 10 people only all, only all the time we would go for walks and you wouldn't see a human being for almost two hours we could walk in the middle of the street we, we walked walk in the, literally in the middle like down the middle of the main 
Monolani Drive. And we're not asking you to feel sorry for us. We were on the Big Island Hawaii. Yeah. If you're going to be, be isolated and shut down during COVID, Hawaii is pretty amazing. But the water cleaned up, the air got clear, and the, the goats, goats took, took over. over everywhere. Giant goats everywhere, and turkeys, and yeah, I mean the wildlife kind of came came to roost, which was really cool. But it was also very isolating. Yeah. Yeah, so it it was interesting, the bad part of it for me. Well, I'm almost going to reiterate what you just said. I think the good part is we did spend all that time together. Now, I think that was really good for both yeah. of us. Yeah. It was good for me. It, but it was also interesting. Hawaii did an amazing job in, in keeping uh, the the locals safe. And, and, you know, over the following months after they really did shut everything down, we heard from any person that came in how difficult it was. To get in, which I just say, yes, isn't it great? Thank you. They've kept us safe. Um, but with that, you kind of had this whole, I don't know where I was going with it, but it just, it, 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 was, a, it was an interesting thing to be sitting on an island by yourself during COVID. It, it was. Also, and people that complain, well, I couldn't get there and, you know, I, I, I can't fly in, I can't get there and all that stuff. And like you said, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Because... There's only so many hospital beds, and there's not very many, and you can, and it relies on tourism. So when you shut that down, it it did keep pretty much most of us pretty safe. Yeah. But then when we could actually escape, <laughs> we were so excited. You you literally you you skipped out of the vaccine um, vaccination uh, oh, area right. when we finally got vaccinated. Well, oh, I was I skipped across we were, the whole. Yes, we were elated. It was like an armory. <laughs> it was indoor outdoor, and it was kind of that whole filled with military personnel. Personnel giving you shots. Well, it was. It and we was, had to drive two hours. We drove to it. Well, we went over the the, to the, the mountain side, to yeah. to the Hilo side from the Kona side, and um, and it was kind of where we got our <laughs> vaccine. It literally looked like like a bad um, sci fi film it was of, like, of all these people streaming in <laughs> to get a shot, and then and then you go out a back door, and you don't yeah. really know exactly where you're going. You're, you, you go into the arena, and, and it's like <laughs> and all these military everywhere. <laughs> sci fi music's playing in your head. Yeah. You're going to be sucked up into the belly of an alien beast. Yes, I don't know. It's a Tom Cruise kind of thing. Yes, so. You know what's bad about COVID, and I'm just going to say this because we're both news junkies, is watching that death toll every day was just so disheartening. And to watch all of that infection and to know where we are and family members around the world and and watching that beat down every day because we are news junkies. We, yeah. we choose to be informed. Well, that was the— the and, It was hard and, to turn off. Too. Yeah, and and it's dreadful, but I don't want to harbor on yeah. the, the sad, and I'm just thrilled that— that we've survived it, hopefully continue to. You just got your third, second booster. Yep. Um, and and now we can come back on the other side. Yes. Um, and I think that there is an interesting thing that as we, Hawaii did shut down and they also did some things like close down the beaches and, you know, we couldn't go to our pool, we couldn't. You, you could go outside and exercise, and you can go and get in the water, but you can't really lay on the beach. And yeah. so, um, it you, we did spend a lot of time inside, <laughs> <laughs> and we did watch a lot of really, really weird. <laughs> so, how low was the bar for me for television to watch 
when you're locked down. We watched. It, we, I watched anything, and I watched more reality TV because I'm not a reality TV guy, and now I can't get enough of Below Deck, and it's all because of COVID. Well, we watched. There's a show in Australia that was like six couples that all wanted to run um, ends or or Airbnbs, or and, yeah. and 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 then the winner got something, and we we kept texting. Chef Andrew Ormsby, our Australian buddy, and saying, "Oh, do you know where this is? Because the the winners from from Ballaby Bay or something. I don't know what it was. It was just bad. It was but. fascinating. Really, the bar got so low for me that I was so entertained so easy because I was just kind of giddy to see anything. Yes. And we watch, you know, once you go through all the movies that you want to watch and love that you watch, but also wine drinking and cooking during COVID became really fascinating to me. Well, wine as a whole, you know what? I, gosh, if I if I could go back and invest in Zoom stock, I mean, all of a sudden, the, the ability to communicate um, both professionally as well as personally completely changed. I, you know, sat in on more Zoom uh, international wine tastings than that I I would have ever, you know, expected. And it almost, you know, to be invited to do one initially was so exciting because it's this new thing and they're going to just send you the wine and then you sit in and you talk to the winemaker who's in, you know, Italy or France and here you are. And it's where usually the the excitement is to go to a region and and taste the wines. Now all of a sudden you're, you're doing that from the comfort of your own home. Um, which, you know, has completely changed the way that, that we do business. I did, did segments for Channel 5 via Zoom. And, you did. And um, we, did, we did our events. We, you know, we did a speaking event for the Oscar programs doing, you know, via Zoom. It was just a, a really weird but kind of accepted way to we learned to work a lot. Now. Yeah, yeah, we learned a lot. I learned we learned a lot how to set up weird lights. Yes, we really yes, fast. Yes, we yes we do. And do those Zoom things. Yeah. But also, uh, you're forced to cook all the time. So we're big cookers anyway. You cook, I cook. We we, we, we did the whole thing. We baked. We're not, we canned. We <laughs> we love fine dining. We love going out. We'll talk about some of that a little bit. But oh my god, you know everything you could, you had to. You had to work with what you had and to cook, and yeah. it was really. And you weren't cooking for other people; you're just cooking for us. Well, and that's the other part of living on an island: just resources. Not only getting to a store, but just for. I mean, we went through the same rush of everybody going out and buying all the the water and, and toilet paper that everybody did. But it's a little different when you literally look. I got a four pack. Yeah, you're literally on an island. Um, it was fascinating. But every moment of it is, you know, Hawaii's magic, and I yeah, we did go that. back in a second. So before uh, we get into the move and coming up in a little bit, um, we took a remarkable trip to New York City. So, yes. When Can we, we talk about this? Yes. We, we uh, fast forward <laughs> to more present day a couple months ago um, as, uh, you know, the world began to open up and— and and understand of all the places that I wanted to go, we both love New York so much. It's one of our favorite places in the entire world. And I loved the fact that to walk into any 
business at the time when we went to New York, you had to show that you were vaccinated um, because not all states were right. following that. But New York was tough and everybody was wearing a mask. New York was very tough. And you know, I have a handy dandy little app that now I can show anywhere that um, has my vaccine card on it. And and so I felt comfortable going there. I felt safe there. And we did. Like, but that was the first for us to get in a big audience like that. We hadn't done that. So we we went to New York. Um, very, very dear friends um, that we met on on the Big Island. Um, he, they were also had a, another home in New York. And he one of them was doing work there. And so we said, okay, we're going to come up for your season. We... Um, we're going to go kind of do our thing and then spend some time with you. And it actually, I think, turned out You really buried good. the headline. This guy, Gregory, is the director of the Metropolitan Opera in New York, and he's directed over 130 operas. And he was going out and getting close to retiring and doing his last production of Lob Wim with, the, with, the original, with the original set from 30, 40 years ago. And it was just... So we got to sit with the director of the Met because he's our neighbor in Hawaii, and we love these guys, Jeffrey and Gregory. But Gregory's the director, and we sat in Gregory the, Keller yeah. in his seats watching La Boheme at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. It was amazing. But before that, oh yeah. Well, you you give me you give me an opportunity to plan something, and I'm gonna. Well, <laughs> I, I don't we, just, I don't just, just. And, we went and, and you got us tickets so, to Hamilton. Yes, it was, it was a magical trip. We, um, little did we know that from, from Orange County, John Wayne Airport, you could do a red eye to New York. So we flew all night, arrived, had a stunning, stunning hotel room that they let us check in early, had a nap, Gary, we're going. And the first thing we did was... I cried six times watching Hamilton. See Hamilton. I cried at least six times. And it was so, so I... Had, and I know almost the entire libretto. That's the beauty. So I had had a chance to see it. My sister had, had surprised me with it. I think I shared on the show a bit ago, um, seeing it in San Francisco with her. And then during COVID, you know, when Disney announced that they were, had gotten the rights and that they were going to stream Hamilton, I think we watched it, what, like 10 times? Yeah. Um, and and just magnificent. It's 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 unbelievable. It's but, unbelievable. But one thing you always said you wanted to do was see Hamilton in New York. And see Hamilton on Broadway. And, and you it, give me a task, and I'm gonna. <laughs> and we, it's just great seats. So, so we also uh, did a double feature because we went to see Moulin Rouge. We saw Moulin Rouge the, the same the Baz Luhrmann movie, right. but uh, now the Broadway musical, and uh, which is still playing there. And we had like second row seats. We were right in the middle of all the can cans. Yes, get your can 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 and and you know it's it's like 2 hours of magnificent karaoke yeah. cuz it's all these songs you know you know based on that movie and then and then the lushness of it and the bodiness of it all it was really really a blast it's a it's a great show it's not hamilton i think that that's i wonder if we had seen it before if we had swapped them cuz we saw it literally right after we saw hamilton and right. it was so much fun and it's so much energy and it's, and we had flown all night and yeah. and and i and i had a cocktail um so I was excited for it, but it just didn't blow me away. Right. But yeah. then the next night we did. We saw we saw La Boheme with 
with our dear friends. You cried all through that as well. Well, then I had a then I really really cried because we went to dinner at Resdora in New York. R e z d o r a. And if you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's like it has. To, if you're going to New York, you need to have dinner at Resdora. So it's it's our good friend is a chef there, and we knew him in Dallas, and he used to come over to our house to make pasta, and we would all cook together, and we've known him for years and years, and I mentored him a little bit about Stefano Secchi. Stefano Secchi, chef Stefano Secchi at Resdora. And so he moved his family to New York. He has babies now. and Too long. And, um, With Sweet Lauren. And then he ended up, you know, Esquire Magazine picked it that as one of the best restaurants of the year. And he got in a whole bunch of, he got a, a Michelin star, I think, one. Well, and it's fascinating. It's a tiny, tiny, it's tiny, tiny little They only had one table spot. for four and we got it. Yes. And, um, and it's, he opened right kind of as COVID was, was, kicking in. And so one, the fact that a brand new restaurant did survive and has garnered such claim and every single, we basically said, Steph, just, just create. We don't care. We don't want to know. Just, just, just whatever you want to do for us, bring it. And it was magical. We went with, with our sweet neighbors, Jeff and they and took us Greg. to the opera. We took them to dinner. Yes, and and it was a truly, truly magical night. It was some of the best food. It's really a, a top five dining experience for me. And maybe I'm just emotional and all. Well, that. and we're but so, the food was so fantastic. The food was so fantastic, and it's also so great when you see someone who you've watched grow up. I mean, we've known him since he was a. You've known him for, since he was a yeah, very young man. I think and, I've known him for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. and um, to to have him shine so bright and to and to be doing so well, I it, like we're to say you're proud of someone who's not your child probably sounds weird, but I'm so proud of him. I just <laughs> like, we just love him so much, and and the food was magnificent. It was a, it was a magical trip. Hey, this is fun for me because I'm I'm learning a lot. The last few minutes of just looking at you, talking about what's happened. We have a little bit more to cover. But when we come back on Cogill One and film A Perfect Pairing, oh, a big move for us recently happened, one we hadn't planned on as we have left the Big Island of Hawaii. And we find ourselves now in Southern California. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Today's show is more about the perfect pairing than the wine and film, but that's good because we need to reconnect. And yes, it's true. We recently have moved from the Big Island of Hawaii to Corona Del Mar. California, California. Uh, Corona Del Mar is uh, nestled in between Newport Beach and Laguna Beach. And so, yes, we still get to see the the Pacific Ocean every day. Um, Same same. Same view, same ocean, different view, but it, it's different. Everyone keeps saying, oh, well, you didn't, it's not like you you moved to Paducah. Not that we don't love Paducah. But love Paducah <laughs> and Waco. It's just, it's just, a, it's just different. It's just different. You know, it's really, you know, when you say this to people, when I say, hey, we moved to Corona, they go, oh my God, that's so beautiful there too. And yes, it's true. It's both places. We're talking about two of the most beautiful places in the world to live. But we didn't leave because we wanted to. We left because circumstances. Circumstances, and and I'll I'll just brush over this real quickly. But we were working at an art gallery. We were running a fine art gallery on the Big Island of Hawaii. But ninety percent of the businesses around us all went out of business, and we that gallery has been around for years and years and years. 
And there were so many issues with ownership of the shops there yeah. that we ended up just not really trusting anything. And, and you know, we'd love to still be there, but what are we going to do? And well, it, there were a lot of things. And that's, yes, that's that, just a skip that whole scenario is just part of it. At one point, we moved all, we had to move all of the artwork out of the actual art gallery and into our home because we didn't trust the owners. With I mean, $3 million was, worth of art in our home and garage. Which is just insane to even contemplate and glad that's in the past. Yes. But there's... The one interesting thing, not that we're going to harbor on COVID, that that we did find ourselves in the middle of was the fact that everybody figured out they could work from anywhere. That whole Zoom thing, all of a sudden, everybody who'd ever wanted to to move wherever they dreamed of mm-hmm. had the ability. And real estate in Hawaii became insane. It was already insane. It's already one of the most expensive places to live in the world. And yes, should we have bought at a time when it wasn't, of yeah. course, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But um, it, we literally could not find a place to live. Right. And, and and if you found a place, it was double what you were paying or more. Right. Yeah. And and weird landlord situations. At one point, we, yeah, I, the the stress and and trying to find a place to live. And also a place to live that that we wanted to live. We could have moved to Hilo. We could have moved to a not very nice place. Um, no, we wanted to we wanted to live our dream, and that's the whole reason we moved to Hawaii. Right. And and it just became unfortunately impossible. Um, the gallery also decided it was time to to close and offered us an opportunity to to come to California. So we. And we live really close to the gallery. We walk. We so can walk. We used to live next door to it in Hawaii, and now it's about a mile away, but we can walk. And that's kind of cool. That's good. Yeah, it's helpful. Yes. I'm going to say the good side here. The good side is I'm a granddad. You are a grandpa. I, my, Corinne, my oldest daughter, Corinne, and Michael, God bless them, they had twins. They had, they had they had twins during COVID. They had tw- they have COVID babies <laughs> and little Bowen and they're about probably coming up on about seven months now. Yeah, Co- uh, Bowen, Bowen is the boy Crew. and Crew is the girl, and to hold them and to just squeeze their little squeezable little bodies. <laughs> I mean, I hope you can hear the smile in my voice because it's just uh, I, I get teary eyed when I think about they're it. They're sweet babies. So we're closer, and that's one nice. Well, thing. yes, being uh, living on the mainland. Does give you opportunity to just get out and 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 travel a little bit easier than than traveling off an island. But when but when you're addicted to getting mileage, <laughs> when you fly from Hawaii to anywhere, that was the you wor- get so much mileage. Well, and that's the yes, I missed that, and that was the whole thing about right. You know, March of 2020. I had hit executive platinum status. Yes. And then the world shut down. <laughs> just just like, how does this happen? It's taken me forever to get here. Executive platinum status on American Such Airlines nonsense. Is, a, is a big darn deal. <laughs> it's and it's hard nonsense. to get there. Well, and and so yes, being um closer, we have found that there are like seven flights on American from from John Wayne to Dallas every day, which is kind of crazy and so you can get we can both get out and and get back to Dallas quite often. So we're also closer to wine country. Which that is a major excitement. And there we're closer to a lot of wine countries. Some of them we haven't really ex- even explored. Yet. Right. We're we're very close to Temecula. I know. Ooh. Ooh. We're an hour from Temecula. <laughs> 
Um, they but, have, a, and they, all of them have casinos. Yeah, they all have a casino. Which, that's, <laughs> but yes, I mean, we we went up to to Sonoma for my sister's birthday. Had a fantastic, fantastic, you know, just incredible tastings. I stayed at the Benovia House. Had incredible tastings with them, Donham. I mean, just. Some of the most beautiful wines in, in Sonoma, in Russian River in particular, we had an opportunity to to enjoy. I did a girls' trip up to Willamette a couple months ago, um, seeing friends that you know had been planned beforehand. Had a, it, it just it, I'll never forget one of the most memorable dinners with our dear friends Eugenia Keegan and David Adelsheim. In their home, <clears throat> it just are they two of the greatest people. The two of the 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 not only the best in the business, but the just incredible, good, good human beings. And they love to cook for you. And they loved, and they well, they it's that whole. There's nothing better than than sitting around a table and sharing a glass and having great food and conversation. And 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 being with those that you love. That's, what, they, what they cook for you? Um, well, David, David is such. They're incredible. Both of them are incredible hosts. Um, David did, and we were late. Which I then realizing what he was creating, I felt just dreadful because <laughs> he made. Um, asparagus souffles for us and as anyone knows you can't let the souffle fall as we arrive late um and then just a beautiful fish dish um because he knows that i'm a pescatarian so it was very sweet so what are you drinking at david adelsheim oh my god eugenia i mean they both just pulled out eugenia uh grand moraine uh eugenia kind of runs the jackson family wine properties in um oregon and Grain Moraine's kind of their their showstopper, I think. It's it's just insane. Xena Crown is also one of just there's really Jackson family is making some really, really good wine from very um from various estates within Oregon that they've they've acquired that it's just really good dirt. Like the 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 dirt is creating really, really, really beautiful grapes to make beautiful wine. And um, Grand Moraine, uh, Willamette Valley as a whole has started making a lot of bubbles. It um, they there's uh, you could see that coming a few years ago. Yes, the we, bubble trend. Everybody's kind of making bubbles now, but they're all um, Grand Moraines are traditional methods. So second fermentation taking place in the bottle, and I'd had the um, rose brut. A while ago, and so she actually brought out a Grand Moraine Blanc de Blanc for us to start with. That was just I, I stunning, and then we moved on to to Grand Moraine Chardonnay, and then um, that'd David be very in. French style Chardonnay. Um, well, that's if you and then Adelsheim's um, staking claim and breaking ground, which are their Chahalin Mountain. Um, Pinot Noir and Chardonnays, and yep. yes, if if you're going to talk French style, um, David is kind of the. I'll say he's the father, though he says everybody, you know, lots of people contributed, but he really was one of the leaders in bringing um, the Dijon clones of Chardonnay from France to Oregon because the climate, the terroir, is much more 
like France, like Burgundy, than California, which at the time, a lot of winemakers were actually using California clones, like the old Winte clone and that sort of thing, to try to make Chardonnay. And it's just it the the fruit didn't adapt to um, the Tawas as well. And yeah. so with that, you just the Chardonnays hadn't become as evolved and elevated as I think they are today. So, They're some of my favorite Chardonnays in the world are yeah. from Oregon. And I can say it. Uh, who's your wine daddy? Oregon. Dave Adelshine. <laughs> who's your wine daddy? <laughs> Dave so well, and then we've got a fun little trip coming up. We're going to go to Santa Barbara in a couple in a couple weeks to um, see a really great show. So, uh, once again, Haley is a planner, and she's a, an excellent planner. And when we travel, she puts all these things together, and it's just great. So, we're going to see Lyle Lovett and his large band at with, the Santa Barbara Bowl yes, with, with Chris, Chris Isaac. Isaac. Which would be really fun. And we love Lyle. I think we've talked about Lyle on the, the show a few times. Lyle, so. one of the nicest human beings in the world. And you just recently were communicating with Lyle, right? Well, Lyle and I, we, we do. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll text. And uh, and I'm, I, I know I just name-dropped, and I'm picking it up off the floor. But I love Lyle Lovett so much because he's just a really good human being, and I love his music. We love that large band the, so much. It's one when of you the get best Francine shows. and the backup singers and the horn section and those— all those rhythm people, they're just... And it's they, one, of, it's one yeah. of the best shows that you can go see, and he tours a lot. He tours and a so, lot. So, yes, yeah, uh, put it on your right. calendar. But you guys were communicating because you had um, a similar So, Lyle, Lyle because of COVID, you know, wasn't, wasn't out with his large band, which he is back now doing that, but he was doing little like him and one other person, or him and his uh, 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 four guitar players and a banjo player. And he performed with the Waco Symphony Orchestra recently. So that would have been in uh, in uh, April, or that would have been in March. And uh, and then I headlined. <laughs> I'm going to say it because they put my That's name. That's awesome. Over. I headlined with the Waco Symphony Orchestra last about two weeks ago, and and uh, it was Lyle one month, and then Gary. <laughs> But the real draw is we flew in Sean Aston and Sean. Oh, baby, Aston. you were the draw. You well, here's what happens: is this, I've, I've done this with a, a few symphonies, and I, it's a it's a comfort zone, a terrifying thing, a wonderful thing, all in once. And when it works, it's magic. But it's a full orchestra. Uh, I think this was about a 65 piece orchestra. And uh, it's a night of movie music. It's a tribute to cinema music. So they were, we're doing John Williams' music from Schindler's List, and they have a soloist that's doing that that sad, beautiful violin solo from Schindler's List there. And they brought in, and then we're doing music from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Mission, a Morricone score. And then we're, we're, they bring in Sean Astin, and they're doing music from The Goonies because he was in The Goonies. He was Mikey. And they're doing music from... Um, um, Rudy, because he the was Rudy, Rudy, the real Rudy Rudiger, <laughs> and music from the Lord of the Rings, because awesome. he was Samwise. Awesome. And so he, 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 I'm backstage with him, and we met the night before. We're staying in the same hotel. We go and rehearse with the symphony the night before. Uh, he forgets all his clothes, so we have to go find him a suit, and I got a tux, because it's a symphony. We're all, there's a the protocol there. And we get to know the conductor, Maestro Stephen Hyde, and... Carolyn is our person taking us around, and it's it's just great. It's all organized. But that music is so spectacular. See, and I wrote all the ins and outs to each piece and introduced each piece to the audience, which was sold out about 2,200 people at Waco Hall. And and then I brought – and then we brought Sean Aston out three times, and I would do three five- to seven-minute hits 
about each of those three movies with him, and that crowd goes crazy. But the best, so in in all of this, yeah. and and I'm sure, yes, bravo to Sean, and I, yeah. I love, but the beauty of having you do this, there are the, one, the knowledge that you have, but the enthusiasm that you have, you like you're people when we first got together. Oh, you must love movies. Oh, to Gary. Oh, you must love wine. And yes, we absolutely do. But that's not all of of who we are. It's like right. like the, the connection you have with La Boheme. You love this music. You like the you you you. We listen to it for fun. It's kind of like we watch trailers for fun. Um, but this is it's it's not just something that's the opening score of a of a film. It's no, it's, it's some, not elevator music, right? It, you you feel it and you understand it, and then you can relay yeah. that passion. So that's why you're so good. That's that's why they wanted you to. Be well, there. this is an overwhelming thing when you sit on stage with an orchestra because I I love to. See Sit on stage and be part of that group, rather than walk off stage. And you don't want—you don't want to see me ten times walk on and off. Just sit there because I want to hear that music. And you're—I'm you're, the power of it. I'm sitting there, and they're—they're they're playing this just stunning scores, and 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 the score from Star Wars is just fantastic. You know that it's just fantastic. And and but Sean would come off and go back on, come off and go back on. And then I grabbed him on the last one and said, stay out here with me because you want to hear this. And his, he's got tears in his eyes. Just We're all welled up and we're all just fantastic. It was just a blessing. That's beautiful. And it was in Waco when I went down the street because I was four blocks away from Magnolia where, the, <laughs> where Chip yes. and Joanna Gaines do that. Because I know I watched a lot of reality TV <laughs> during have. COVID, and, and, and they and that that's about a ten block area uh-huh. in the middle of downtown Waco of just kind of stunning buildings and turning downtown around. And they and you know the, the local the local folks will tell you about thirty thousand visitors a week go there. Wow, thirty thousand to downtown Waco just to go to just to go buy stuff at their stores at the silos and eat from the food trucks and. <laughs> Drink her nice hot tea, you know. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's really amazing. But way to go, Waco Symphony Orchestra and director Stephen. That's Ryan. awesome. It was a privilege. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a trip coming up to Italy. I'm I'm so excited Let's, for you. I I do. I was invited. I'm waiting. It's supposed. It's two weeks away, and I haven't got my ticket yet. So this always happens. <laughs> like it'll, it's it'll coming show through. Up. We'll 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 discuss. We'll yeah. We'll dig you, into that a little bit a little bit more on. After the fact. Okay, we'll do that after the fact. Uh, We are still, uh, now that we're coming out of COVID, I want to say that I live with Haley in the middle of the, probably the best restaurant within 10 miles of where we live. And we have a lot of really nice restaurants around us, but we cook and dine so well at home. Thank you. It's just, uh, uh, and it's it's really fun to... Have you open a different bottle every night? And I have no idea what you're going to open. And it's always like, what, what is that? You know, that is a, another, I guess, good thing that happened during COVID. And now I have to figure out what will happen with that is I did. I started a catering company. You know, the the girl who has 19 jobs, let's just add another one. So, yes, we Hawaii Uncorked was born. And... And we did some COVID catering, which was actually— I was your bartender. You, you were. I, you know, I put my head down and cleaned dishes all night. My very dear friend Liz became one of my, you know, sous chef with me. And and a couple girls I used to work with at Tommy's came in as, as waitresses, and we just got it done. It was fun. Dinner for 12, dinner for 40, dinner for fun. 30. 
It was really fun. Multiple I don't know course. how that'll how that'll work here. Maybe maybe I can just fly back and cook <laughs> in Hawaii every and now and then. And not once did we run into Matthew McConaughey. I know we there. kept looking. He he, he was, lived down the path. He was down the path from one of our main our our main people, and yeah, oh, missed him. Yeah, but there is a good reason right now to start drinking some good wine again, and that is because the last time the Dallas Mavericks were on in their 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 main run, and I don't want to jinx anything, to actually f- win the NBA championship. We were in Dallas when that happened. And we started, we would wear the same Mavericks t-shirts for every game. At home. At home. With our dog. With Yoda. Nobody else. And drink really, really good wine. And as they progressed through the playoffs and got into the Western Conference Finals and then the NBA Finals, every game was a better bottle of wine. That wine became really good. Yeah, I need to go through the stash and see. So we're in the final four again. Yes. You know, we have to, we're playing Golden State. I have to yeah, we gotta I gotta Best start breaking seven. out some some good stuff for Luka us. Doncic as opposed to Seth Curry. Wow. Yes. This is just gonna be fun. Yes. It's gonna be fun the next few weeks. Yeah. Oh my oh that just that gets me excited. You know, even though I'm in California and we lived in Hawaii the 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 Texas sports teams does over to me that day the other day with Jordan Spieth last uh, a week ago or so the Byron. Uh, at the Byron Nelson took second but shot twenty five under and missed it by one wow. and then the Dallas Stars got in a game seven and they lost it in overtime but just great incredible hockey. incredible hockey God. and incredible goalie who stopped sixty four shots oh my gosh and then the Mavs won their game seven all in one day yeah. that, that was just one of those kind of magic Gary things. was in a, a mecca a, I was a sports I, mecca yeah and then and then and can I bring up one more thing about wine I don't know if this is a good thing to bring up a bad thing to bring up. But during COVID, we discovered box wine. <laughs> you're you're a master. You're you're a, you studied during COVID and became a I, wine scholar. I am a Spanish, Spanish wine, wine scholar. scholar with highest honors. Yes, that my my COVID activity was to to do a little more. That took over a year. Training. My About class a I did a, a 6 week or no, I did a 8 week class, something like that, or I don't know. On Zoom. On Zoom, which was the first time they had done that also, which was kind of interesting. But it was also cool because it was international. So the instructor was based in California. I was in Hawaii, but we had people from from Italy. We had people from France. We had um, people from Spain um, on the Zoom as well. Um, And yes, I... I likely should have just taken the test right as the class ended when everything was still fresh. But instead, I said, oh, I have a year to take it. And so the, the last two months before my my deadline to actually take it, you learned a lot about Spanish wine because I, I just— learned a lot about mountain peaks in I, Spain. I just the terroir. Mount Titi. Um, that's the highest uh, mountain peak. Mount Titi. Mount Titi. Thank you. Um, and the— Yes, I just started re-listening to all those classes and then was able to take the test and passed it with highest honors. Highest honors. Back to box wine. That's that's the the juxtaposition here is fascinating to me. And I'm going to say this because we you know chefs love to eat, go out and eat hamburgers. And sometimes chefs want you to cook for them because they're tired of cooking because nobody ever cooks for them. Right. But we do. You do. And but in the world of wine, to discuss box wine, I thought I want to get into it, but we found a couple not that we have to name them, and we'll use them as a starter wine or a wine to cook with. Right. 
Gary comes over with the big box and and I get the, and I get the little spigot out of the side of the box <laughs> and, and I squeeze it and it it goes all over me and not into my glass because you got to figure out how those big box things work. It's hilarious. It's very hilarious. I'll be very excited to drink the good stuff as the Mavericks make their run. Well, the bottom line is we're in California and we do miss Hawaii. Yes, and, we do. Uh, and we, we're we just uh, glad to be back. And this is kind of a way for us today, I think, to just kind of reconnect with each other on a podcast and reconnect with you. Next week on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, we're going to explore the life and times of actor Stanley Tucci. He's got a remarkable career going on, a fascinating life. And he just started his second season in the Emmy Award-winning travel series on CNN. It's called Stanley Tucci, Searching for Italy. But for more about our chat today, follow our blog on CogillConsulting.com or through Facebook. And be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. He's very um, vocal lately <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and see what we're drinking now by following me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film. A perfect pairing. Aloha. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.